Here's how bad the gas hoarding's gotten. Plenty of folks filled up gas cans along with their tanks as officials warned against hoarding in the southeast. Viral photos showed some people filling up plastic trash bags with gasoline. A tweet from the federal government warned against that. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg joined in. Under no circumstances should gasoline ever be put into anything but uh, a vehicle directly or an approved container. One online meme says toilet paper was so last year. We're filling up bags with gasoline now. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. What's your deal, man? Yes, my name is Brian. Stone on Air on Nougat Radio 92.7. Well, hello there, Thursday. How the hell are you? I always say Wednesday's the first good day of the week. I guess Thursday would be the second good day of the week. Feeling pretty good. Cool and crisp. Plenty of sunshine out there. Here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is Nuga Radio 92.7, the flagship for the somewhat for-profit joint venture known as the Stone On Air radio show, later disguised as a podcast on stoneonair.com. My name is Brian. He is Keon. We'll be here with you until 11, and then Keon will take over from 11 till 12, and then we'll scatter and go amongst our uh, ourselves and on our way, and then we will come in tomorrow and wrap up another week here in May as time is just flying right on by. Time flies, and it ain't got nothing to do with whether you're having any fun or not. Have a uh, plenty to get to this hour. None of it is over-the-top crazy important. I guess that just depends on uh, who you ask. I'll just lay it out here for you real quick. I've got the coolest thing, the realest thing, and the worst idea. Pretty typical layout for you today. Get to that in about eight minutes from right now. The middle segment, the second segment of the show, I'm going to go down a road that I am ignorant as hell to. And that is the conflict and the constant war-torn areas of the Middle East the Gaza Strip, Palestine, and um, and Israel. Tell a little bit of a story from the 15 years ago or so, anecdotal to, to me, and then I'm going to read you something I found from Reddit. Keon will appreciate this. Younger folks who love Reddit so much will appreciate this. I'm going to read a, a pretty lengthy page and a half from the subreddit, Explain Like I'm Five. Explain like I'm five years old. And so I don't mean to be flippant or joking about such a serious situation, but my God, these people have been killing each other for generations. This ain't new news. The reason why nobody in America is talking about it, because it always happens. I'll spend some time on that in the second segment of the show. And in the final segment of the show, uh, I've got, I've used this before. It's been a long time ago. I mean, I mean, literally decades plural ago, 
the price of liquids and what they cost per gallon from from milk to uh, cyanide, whatever it might be, the price per gallon of liquids, it'll put in perspective how cheap gasoline actually is, how inexpensive gasoline is no matter what it costs. So I'll do that at the tail end of the show. Um, but uh, speaking of, of that, coming off the CBS News there, how, how perfect is it that in the lead, in the national news story, Southerners are filling up trash bags of gasoline at local stations throughout the Southeast. We are a bunch of trash bags. <laughs> How perfect is that? It's just one of the many, many, many things that make me convinced that the, that we are not a smart country. No, <laughs> we're certainly not a, a, a smart uh, portion. Of the country, I love the South. There's so much that's endearing about it. There's so I love being here. I don't want to live, you know, it, it, putting realistic scenarios. You know, of course, I'd rather live in Southern California. I can't do that. No one can afford. So it, if really. you if you put realistic uh, uh, expectations on the on the conversation of where you want to live, the South is where I want to be. It's a great place. We got great weather. We got great food. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got we've got really well. Mostly nice people. It's getting worse. I, yeah, I mean, I would say largely most people you encounter good people. Yeah, it's it's a great place, but damn, is it still bumpkin <laughs> as it gets? Got Pete Buttigieg. We're not bright at all. Pete Buttigieg, the, the Department of uh, Head of Transportation, having to go out on on the record on a news source saying, "Don't fill up trash bags full of gasoline." What the hell? Oh, it's like making fun of your brother too, though. It's fun. Yeah, it's just I, I I see it. Well, first off, before we even get past the fact that the gasoline is going to eat through the plastic bag, how do you plan <laughs> on getting it back into the car? What was the the thought process? I'm there? sure there's going to be some siphoning, so that means we're going to have some swallowing of gasoline. <laughs> of course, the 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 hospital hospital of, of is going to be full of more uh, uptick of of poisoned. Bumpkins from, you know, Mountain Folk on Signal Mountain or wherever. Uh, I like to imagine that you just kind of shove it into your gas tank like a Tide Pod. <laughs> just push the whole thing in there. And then just dump it all over yourself <laughs> and all over everything. I don't know. It's just, it's ins- I mean, we're a weird bunch of people. We're a dumb bunch of people, but that's that's fine. I, I did uh, find a gas station yesterday. Uh, I was down to 135 miles until empty which is still a good amount of ways i get good gas mileage in my car i don't like my car but uh it's a good car and it gets good gas mileage and i that would have lasted me until probably monday but i just i literally am anxiety filled when my gas tank gets low like i have like this nightmare of being on the interstate in a in a a, a backup in traffic, like standstill or just creeping with, you know, like my gas, my gas light on or, or something that just, it's just, it's one of those, I have a few weird things in my life that are close to phobias. And as I get older, I get more phobic about things. Phobic, that's a word. That's one of them. If my gas light comes on, everything stops. I stop now. Nothing else happens until I fill this thing up. And I don't put $5 in my gas tank. Luckily, I have at least enough money coming in that I can keep my gas tank full. I fill it up. So there's one less thing to worry about. 
And so I, I started to almost get a little nervous. Now, I don't, I'm not going to fill up trash bags or gas, uh, gas cans, but I, you know, a full tank gets me about 470 miles. So I'm good for another week and a half. And this pipeline seems to be back up and running just like they said it would by the end of the week. And it looks like we should be, oh, thank you, Jen. Uh, it looks like we should be good to go um, by the end of the weekend. So there you go. If you got a full tank of gas right now, you're going to be good. If you're running out, I feel sorry for you, but there are a few gas stations that are open. And it just handed to me right now, fresh off the uh, off the presses here. I forgot all about this. I saw last night that the Moon River Festival was going to be announced today at 10 a.m., which that would be... Uh, what time is it? That would be 15 minutes ago. It's in my hand right now. Moon River in Chattanooga, Tennessee, downtown at the Coolidge Park. Your headliner is Wilco and Lord Haran. Wilco, you might know. Lord Haran, you might not. A much bigger name than you would expect. They sold out the signal a couple years ago in seconds. I'm not overly familiar with Lord Haran. I love Wilco. Wilco's great. Wilco is roots Americana, fun, just sway into the music, uh, Southern roots rock. It's not, it's not even Southern necessarily, but that's it can be identified, speaking of the, the Southern thing. Um, Drew Holcomb, of course, who puts on the announcement, always puts his name so high up there. I mean, thank you. Thank you, Drew, for bringing, for bringing the festival to us. We don't really care about you as much. We're kind of worried about everybody else. Old Crow Medicine Show, Lake Street Dive is a band I'm familiar with. I couldn't name a song, but I, if I heard it, I could tell you. I've heard a couple of their covers. They they are good. Uh, female band, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Dr. Dog, Indigo Girls fits in there very well. Dawes, Shovels and Rope, Coin. And after this, you're not going to really have heard of any of these. I've only kind of heard of a few of these. Again, this is not a, this is a Americana Roots Festival, so these, these are fitting in just fine. This is the week after Bonnaroo. This is good. I kind of am a little bummed because the the canceled festival from last year had Cheryl Crow, which most people made fun of. I love Cheryl Crow. Love Cheryl Crow, but that's fine. I'll take Wilco and Lord Huron as uh, as headline headliners at the Moon River Festival, September 11th and 12th, Coolidge Park. Very, 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 very cool. All right, let's um let's do the uh, the audio pieces here. I got for you coolest, realist, and worst. We will start with the coolest thing. This is just TikTok doing its thing, as always. What does socially liberal yet fiscally conservative actually mean? It's been something we've heard of for years now. I'm socially liberal, but fiscally conservative. What does that actually mean? This is today's coolest thing. I consider myself socially liberal, but fiscally conservative. What does that mean? Well, basically what it means is that I'm very vocal about my opinions because I consider myself a very rational and informed person, even though I don't know the first thing about political science. And I'm still under the assumption that skimming articles for bite-sized debate points qualifies me to make accurate conclusions about politics. And in the absence of any nuanced understanding about how politics work, I've basically come to the conclusion that leftist policies seem unrealistic, and expressing that belief while taking on a superficial stance against bigotry, which I'm pretty sure I'm against, gives me a sense of superiority and righteousness. Oh... You're an asshole. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Why didn't you just say that before? <laughs> you could have you simplified this really quick. You're socially conservative, or you're socially liberal and fiscally conservative. So this is a realist thing from Meghan McCain. I go back and forth whether I 
really am annoyed by her or I'm really a champion of her. She can she can kind of just check the way the wind blows. She's referring to Kevin McCarthy, Liz Cheney, Trump, all the things we know currently going on in the GOP politics and the headlines. This is today's realest thing. Well, let's cut the crap. He wasn't caught on a hot mic. I think anyone in politics knows that that was done intentionally. What's happening is it's very clear, and I'm going to be a little crass. They're shiving her for her going on television multiple times and saying that the election wasn't stolen and for refusing to debase herself to Cheeto Jesus. I don't understand what's going on. I have spent the past five years of my life trying to accept, understand, and include the MAGA base of this party. And the message that's being sent by the highest member of Republicans in Congress is that women like me and Liz Cheney, who refuse to bend the knee to President Trump, but still remain loyal Republicans, we don't have a place in this party. We are worthless. We are not worth fighting for to keep. And the leadership in the party is doubling down that Trump is the future. Now, what happened when we doubled down that Trump is the future? We lost four, count them, four Senate seats in the last election in red states. That's uh, Megan McCain, of course, the daughter of John McCain, and she can identify well with Liz Cheney as they both have very uh, uh, important and well-known fathers in longtime GOP politics. And that makes it them easy for uh for Don Trump to go after. Final clip here for you. The worst idea. This one's pretty short. It's the newest actor. Uh, he was elected last year in the House of Representatives. His name is Andrew Clyde. Of course, out of the Georgia. Not not Russia, Georgia, even though it kind of feels like that sometimes. This is uh, Andrew Clyde. It's today's worst idea. Let me be clear. There was no insurrection, and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. Watching the TV footage of those who entered the Capitol and walked through Statuary Hall, showed people in an orderly fashion staying between the stanchions and ropes taking videos and pictures. You know, if you didn't know the TV footage was a video from January the 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. Yeah, that's real. That guy said that. You know when I say that, that politicians aren't dumb, you are? That's This is the exception here. <laughs> that's the most asinine, idiotic thing I've ever said. That is, or he's ever said, or I've ever heard, Andrew Clyde, your latest actor that has been elected to the House of Representatives from Georgia, who says, if you didn't know any better, you'd think that that was just a tourist gathering at the Capitol on January 6th. He said that in the last day and a half, and it's bald face lie, too, by the way, bro. It's not bald face, it's bald face, but that's fine. <sighs> All right. So I'm going to go down territory that I don't do well with because I am very ignorant to. The conflict, Israel, Palestine, Gaza Strip. Spend a segment on that. And then we'll look at the price of liquids per gallon in the final segment of the show. This is Nuga Radio 92.7. I'm Brian. He's Keon and Stone on Air. This is Wilco. They'll be headlining Moon River Festival at Coolidge Park September 11th and 12th. Exciting news today on the flagship for the podcast and the radio show, 92.7. We follow you around. That's how you find loneliness. You're listening to the Stone on Air radio show on Nuga Radio 92.7. This morning, explosions in Gaza. Smoke and flames rising from multiple blasts. After a night of air raid sirens and rocket attacks on Israel... 
people rushing for cover as the militant groups Hamas and Islamic Jihad fired hundreds of rockets. Israel retaliating with airstrikes. Bringing down this apartment building, the Israelis saying they warned residents to evacuate. Israel says it was used by Hamas. The unrest, the worst in years, has left five dead in Israel and in Gaza, dozens dead, including at least 12 children. Welcome back in. Happy Thursday. It is Nuga Radio 92.7. Excuse me. The flagship for the Stone On Air radio show and later downloadable podcast. I'm Brian Keon Rose and here with me as well. Yep, doing this Thursday thing now. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 10 until 11. And it's all good. Like if there's plenty going on and plenty to talk about and plenty to fill with content, I love it. I love it. This is what I this is my my pastime in life. This is what I do to kill off, you know, some hours in the evening. This is what I like to do. And when those days when nothing's really going on, it kind of sucks. But uh, there's been plenty going on between gas shortages and conflict in the Middle East and uh, uh, border crisis and uh, inflation issues and the stock market looking awful this week, down 600 some points yesterday. The uh, Dow, anyway, looks like it's had a, a much better day today. And no reason to freak out about that. That happens all the time. You just forget about it. You're so used to it going up. When it goes down, everybody starts losing it. Don't do that. We'll be fine. You have plenty of gasoline by the end of the weekend, it would appear. Uh, if you got a full tank, you just might need to slow it down. Don't make those extra runs out to do things you didn't necessarily need to do. You'll be good by the beginning of next week. If I'm wrong... Well, I'll admit it, and we'll talk about it on Monday. We'll see how it goes, and I'll worry about Monday when Monday gets here. This is from the AP. You know this likely by now if you care, but just a couple of paragraphs I highlighted from the Chattanooga Times Free Press, but it is originated from the Associated Press. Since sundown Monday, 28 Palestinians, including 10 children and a woman, were killed in Gaza. Damn it. Throat's getting all messed up. Um. Most by airstrikes, health officials there said. The Israeli military said at least 16 of the dead were militants. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu warned that the fighting would continue for some time in a nationally televised speech late Tuesday. He said Hamas and Islamic Jihad have paid and will pay a heavy price. Um... I'm not gonna. I don't have strong opinions on this. If if countries in the um, in the Middle East want to bomb each other and kill each other, then go mess up my day. I guess you can call that uh, American privilege, free world privilege, certainly white privilege, uh, first world problems kind of scenarios. I guess you could do that if you want. Uh, but yeah, if you want to blow yourself up over in Israel and uh, and, and and Egypt and uh, in Afghanistan and Iran, you know, the hell's that got to do with me? Nothing, right? But that's just a selfish way to look at it. Obviously, we support Israel with a lot of money. I've never quite understood why. Um, and then mostly it's because I don't really 
care all that much. And that's just, I always, I say this anytime we're going to have a debate or a conversation about something or an argument. Just tell me you don't care so we don't have to spend any more time on it, right? Like, if you don't care, there's no reason to argue about it. And in the at the end of the day, when it's all said and done and I go to bed at night, I don't really care. Though I know it's dangerous and I know it's important and I know it affects America, so I should care. But I'm going to read to you this that put it in the best perspective that I've ever had in my life, and I'm 41 damn years old, was from the subreddit, uh, a post from a few years ago. This isn't recent. Explain to me like I'm five. Take all the... It's, it's a great subreddit. It's a great subreddit. And I, so I knew you would appreciate that, Keon, because the Reddit is the millennials go-to. I scan it. I don't, I don't love it. But it's basically take something that's very, very complicated and just dumb it the hell down for me. That's what the whole, the whole subreddit think message board is all about. And it's great. It's lengthy, and it can eat up your whole day, but I'm going to read this to you here in just a minute. But real quick, about, uh, what's the math? It was 2006, so whatever that math is, 15 years ago, was the first time I started doing long-form talk radio shows. Just just you, bro. <laughs> just you and maybe the producer, just like I'm doing right now. And it was when... As a matter of fact, just to be completely honest with you, because Jeff would tell you too, it's when Jeff went to rehab at the old station that nobody listens to. And when he, when he, when he kicked the sauce, when he stopped drinking, and he was gone for two weeks. And Chip Chapman, you'll know him from TV, filled in for a week for Jeff. He was gone for two weeks. And then I filled in for a week. My first time ever standing in front of a microphone all by myself. I was absolutely terrified. It was in August of 2006. August 24th. I believe the brew fest was that week. I remember it very well. It was, I, I lost my head. I didn't know what I was doing. And there was middle East, Israel, Palestine, Gaza strip fighting and war going on then too. I mean, it's been happening for 50 years, maybe a hundred years. And I didn't understand what in the hell it was. I didn't get it. I didn't know. I didn't know anything. I didn't understand. And I still don't. I was 26 years old then. I'm 41 now. I still don't. And I remember calling my dad because he's very good on keeping up with world affairs, national affairs. And I said, can you explain to me what the hell is going on in case it comes up so I don't sound like an idiot on the most listened to talk radio show in the city? Like, this is kind of a big deal. I can't have somebody call up and say, hey, what do you think about Palestine? Uh, what? Like, I can't, I, I can't let that happen. And he went on this just long-winded blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I still don't get it. <laughs> Thanks, though. Thanks for your time. That didn't help at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have any idea what the hell. I know nothing more about the, the conflict between Israel and Palestine now than I did 25 minutes ago when we started this phone call. And that's not because he didn't know what he was talking about. It's because my brain just has trouble... Uh, uh, calculating this, quantifying this, especially when it comes to holy wars, because I don't follow holy. I don't follow holy anything, and I I get so frustrated with holy wars because to me they make no sense because I don't fi- I don't follow or practice any of this stuff, and so um, I get confused easily. So the, in the last seven years. 
from the one thing I was reading the other day, that we're to the highest conflict that they've had in the last seven years. Okay, so just seven years ago, it was this bad. And I don't even remember seven years, years ago. I don't remember what was going on then. Apparently, virtually nothing's changed at any point. So this is from the subreddit, explain to me like I'm five. This is Nougat Radio 92.7, the flagship for the Stone on Air radio show. Later disguised as a podcast at stoneonair.com. I'm Brian. He's Keon. This is from Reddit, the social media message board, officially called the subreddit. Explain to me like I'm five. Bear with me. This is going to take a minute. It's a little bit to read to you here. Imagine you are a person living in an apartment with some other people. And you were not treated well. And they harass you. They try to undermine your business dealings. They generally cause you problems. One day, one of them beats the ever-living bleep out of you. You escape the apartment alive, but find yourself homeless. You're living at a friend's house, but, but apparently start to get on his nerves. You tell him all about the house your grandparents helped you build, helped to, helped to build, and your parents lived in it for a long time, that means a great deal to your family. All the legends and folklore of your family take place in that house. But you are aware that someone else is living in it now. So one day your friend says, look, I have some powerful connections and I'm going to get you back to your old house. You are overjoyed by this, but know it will be a struggle because the other inhabitant. So you get with the police and you go to this house. A man answers the door. The cops tell him that you used to live in this house and that it has been passed down through the generations in your family, and you are going to live there again. They tell him how some bullies took the house from your family many years ago. The man protests, saying that he doesn't care who lived in the house before him, that it's his house. The cops tell him that's tough, that the house was wrongfully taken from his family, and that they're compromising by letting you both live there. They split the house in half with a duct tape line, and make it clear that the kitchen will be shared by both of you. You step in while the, he's talking to the police. You are overjoyed that you have returned to your home, the place you grew up. The guy who was talking to the cops comes in, and you're sitting on his couch. You look at him and say, "Look, I wish I didn't have. I wish it didn't have to be this way. But my family has always been here. Maybe we can learn to get up." Before you can finish your statement, he hits you in the jaw. You are not going to stand for that, and you punch him in the nose. You fight all the time now. He hates you and your friends, and you hate him and his friends. And your relationship to him is causing fights, not only between you two, but between your friends and his friends and people you don't even know well. Here's the explanation. You are Israel. Your disgruntled roommate is Palestine. His friends are Islamic Arab world. Your friends are the Israeli Jews and their supporters, of which the United States is one. The cops are the British and the League of Nations. And the duct tape line is the Israeli border. And the kitchen is Jerusalem. As nonsensical as that sounds, I now know more about this conflict than I've ever (laughs) known in my life. Somebody post here. It um, does slant a little bit to Palestine started it, which I don't think is particularly helpful. But that that does make like the basic idea. Well, I also don't think a five year old would understand any of that. In, no, <laughs> but at least it's okay. It, like that was like you needed a degree to initially understand what it was. 
and at least a 20-year-old can understand. Exactly. It. So, so one post I wanted to read here, it's uh, much shorter, that someone uh, responded to was, it's not that simple. To add on, here's what happens next. <laughs> After the first punch is thrown, you kick you kick his ass hard with the help of your good friends the United States. Since you beat the bleep out of him, you decided you can take the tape and move it and give yourself some more room. Your roommate doesn't like that, so he starts fighting you again with the help of his own friends. And then again with the United States, you kick their ass. You keep moving the tape and keep giving yourself more room. Eventually, after many fights, you have gained control of most of the house. By now, your roommate cannot put up a fair fight, so he starts to do things like putting pins in the sofa cushion and, and breaking parts of the house. You retaliate by breaking his knees. Sorry to make a joke about this. Uh, but now your handicapped roommate is split. Half of him wants to kill you. The other half now just wants to live peacefully. But he's still a pushover. Every few days, you move the tape a little bit more. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> it sounds right. It, it does. I Okay. Yeah. I mean, thanks for putting up with that uh, uh, long-winded thing. Explain to me like I'm five from uh, Reddit, the, the, the subreddit that's so popular, trying to get an understanding of why there's such a nonstop conflict between uh, Israel and Palestine, the Gaza Strip and Jerusalem and all this. And at the end of the day, like I said, I don't really care all that much. But I know that it's a, it's serious. I know that it's dangerous. And I know that uh, the United States has been funding this for a long time. Why? I can't tell you that. I can't explain to you why uh, why that's a, a thing. But it is. And uh, it's getting worse. And we're on the brink of war. Do we go in? Does, it, does, does Biden send troops in is that what we do i wish i was smart enough to be able to answer that question i would uh i would hope not just because again it's a holy war that i don't want to have anything to do with and if countries in the middle east want to just blow themselves up and kill each other what the hell does that mean to me uh i don't know i'm i'm pleading ignorance i'm telling you that i'm dumb i'm telling you that i don't know i'm telling you for 15 to 20 years of my life i've tried to understand this and until i read the subreddit explain like i'm five didn't have any idea what the hell I was looking at. Coming up next, I'm going to look at the price of liquids per gallon. It's going to prove to you that the price of gasoline one of the best, best bargains you're going to get no matter what the price is. It's Nougat Radio 92.7 and Stone On Air. We'll be right back. Hang tight. Stone On Air on Nougat Radio 92.7. The average price of gasoline about a year ago was $1.74 per gallon, but nowadays it's close to $2.88 across the country. Why? You need barrels of crude oil to make gas, and at the beginning of the year it was $51, but nowadays it's $64 per barrel. The demand for oil is going up because the economy is slowly opening up. In addition, U.S. oil companies are keeping their production low to keep prices high for more profit. The highest gas state right now is California with an average price of $388. Hawaii is $361. Washington is $3.32, Nevada $3.30, and Oregon is $3.16. It really just comes down to supply and demand. Right now, demand is higher than supply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used this song twice this week. Cheryl Crow's Gasoline. She was on the 2020 Moon River Festival headliner. She is not on the 2021 headliner. Wilco is. Along with Lord Haran, announced just about 45 minutes ago. Drew Holcomb is the uh, founder of this 
Festival started in Memphis, now here at Coolidge Park. Along with his band, The Neighbors, they'll be there, as always. Old Crow Medicine Show, Dr. Dog, Indigo Girls, Dawes, Coin, Shovels and Rope. Americana at its, at its finest, the week after Bonnaroo. This is Nougat Radio 92.7, the flagship for the Stone on Air radio show, later disguised as a podcast. That is the opening week of NFL also. And the Titans are opening at home this week, this year. I haven't looked at their entire schedule as last night was an exciting day for NFL fans is the actual schedule. You knew who your team was going to play, but you didn't know what dates and who and, and all that until yesterday. I haven't actually looked at it yet, but I do know they open at home. So I'm going to be a little torn that weekend. Do I want to be at Moon River or do I want to be in Nashville for the game? I don't know. I'll let some time pass and decide that as it gets closer. They both sound like a very fun weekend. Since I spend so much damn money on those Titans tickets, I guess I probably will go to Nashville, but we'll wait and see. Might be able to do a little bit of both. Try and split the difference a little. And spend every dollar I've ever owned in my life. <laughs> my God. From a fe- music festival to an NFL game back yeah, to back I, days. I, I don't even know if that's possible. Yeah, I, I got to choose one. I, 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 unless, I, unless you're Bill Gates. I, I mean, it's just. <laughs> I, I can't do both. I can't do both. Uh, quick uh, th- clean up a few things here that I haven't gotten to uh, today. The Hemp House, uh, Dwayne and Casey are um, big supporters of this radio station in general, but the show more specifically. The Hemp House is what they do. CBD, they're the pioneers in this city. If you need CBD advice, understanding, or products, they're the only ones to go to. They have three locations, Eastridge, Ulawa, and uh, right down the street from where I'm standing here in uh, in Eastridge. Did I ever say that? And then Tremont Street downtown. Sorry, I mean, my head's bouncing around all over the place. All things CBD, 771-HEMP. Spell that out on your phone, 771-HEMP, or Hemp House Chat with two Ts.com. It was uh, Dwayne's birthday the other day, uh, and I texted with him and said, we'll get him in here sooner than later. I wanted to do it this week, but it's not going to happen. We'll probably do it next week. Just talking all things the cannabis industry. So happy birthday to Dwayne Madden, the owner of the Hemp House. Um, coming in, uh, coming up on Monday. All right. So we, we'll, before I get to that, it's all the same thing here. But I'll start where it should start and then end where it should end. Jade Bird, uh, she's out of the UK. She is fabulous. She is so much fun. I am uh, uh, borderline uh, obsessively in love with this with this young woman. She's going to be at the Signal on Sunday. Send us anywhere on any social media, anything that you want to go, like, share, anything that that is posted about the Jade Bird Show. we got three pairs of tickets we're giving away. I'm sh- I guess we'll have the names for you tomorrow. That's kind of Jen's department, letting her take care of that. Um, but all you got to do is interact about it, and you're in, in on it. And this is not going to be a well-known show. She's not an international superstar. She's an international act, but she's not an international superstar. This will be a, a lightly attended show on a Sunday, acoustic-only if you want to go, all you got to do is really just bang the drum saying you want to go and you're probably in. I mean, it, I might be oversimplifying it a little bit, but I'm telling you, make some noise that you want to go and the chances are good you're going to get in the door for free, courtesy of The Signal and Nougat Radio 92.7. So do that through social media, primarily Instagram. And then she is going to be in, t- in the studio. I, I, this is almost, a, I'll believe it when I see it. Almost that I believe it, I'll, I, when, I'll believe it when I see it. In studio on Monday. Now, this is not that big a deal to anybody else. This is a huge deal to me because I really am into this, to, to, to this young woman. And I'm fascinated by by just British everything. UK everything, culture, accents, 
uh, style. I just yeah, really, it's really weird because they're an old traditional country, but they're still somehow more interesting than us. We're just so I don't know. I'm just so used to just bumpkin USA. I, I don't know. <laughs> I get so excited. So like she's got one of those hard slangs that's almost I don't I hate to say this because it sounds so bad, almost like a trashy kind of slang that's really hard to understand her sometimes. Jen doesn't agree with me, but she also. She can identify with with accents more than I can, and I thought Australia. Yeah, I know, and which, so which is arguably, as far as accents go, worse. Yeah, uh, they're 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 so it's just so fascinating how different they can be. And I even said, I was like, if, if we were to get her on the phone, because the, the phone line here is okay, it's fine, we're upgrading it. But I'm like, I'm not sure I'd be able to understand <laughs> everything she's saying. So, but she, I'm the show's over, and then she's coming in the next day. That's not how that normally works. Like, sorry, bro, we've used you for all we can get out of you. We're out of here. Maybe they got a day to kill. I don't know. We'll see. I asked Jen before I went on the air. I said, are we for sure Jade Bird is going to be in studio on Monday after the show? She said, yes. Obviously subject to change. We'll see. I'll be here. Can't wait. That'll be Monday on Fred the Show at 9 a.m. So um, that's going to be fun. Looking forward to that. What else? Uh, I guess that's about it for now. Uh, I'll talk about my bank account issue I had. Speaking of um, cyber attacks that I had to clear up this week. I'll do that tomorrow. And yeah, the rest of that can wait for tomorrow. So here's something I've done. I'm recycling this from a segment I've done, but I'm, it's literally been over a decade. It's been a long time. And I think this was the exact same website that I found the day that I did it. So these these prices are relative to the to the times. But they they still it still works it still holds up to the point that I'm trying to make that gasoline is really a very inexpensive product and the amount of natural resources that it takes to create gasoline and the process is it's mind blowingly complicated to take crude oil from all around the world in one of the you know the most traded commodities in the world and then to turn it into gasoline however the petroleum fuel however that happens and then somehow a gallon of it only cost us here in America two and a half dollars that's not much money for a gallon of something that is so precious that is such black gold as as fuel as petroleum as you know crude oil to gasoline and when you you really start to understand that when you look at how much it costs for other liquids in a gallon just start here with normal things Folgers coffee 70 cents for a gallon of coffee okay that's I mean coffee is nothing to make Unleaded gasoline at this time when this was put together, $3.05. That makes about, about about right for national average where we're at. Three bucks a gallon for gasoline. If you want a gallon of Kool-Aid, it's $1.85. If you want a gallon of Clorox bleach, it's two and a half dollars. You want a gallon of milk, it's three and a half dollars. You want a gallon of coffee mate, whatever that is you put in your coffee, five and a half dollars. You want a gallon of Evian spring water? Used to be one of the most popular waters in the world. Not really as much anymore. That's $6.40. If you want a gallon of Budweiser, it's $9. $9 for a gallon of beer. 
And it's, I guarantee you that's way more now because this is an older list. Windex, you clean your windshield wipe or your windshields, your your mirrors. Ten and a half dollars for a gallon of Windex. You want a gallon of Kika a Kikaman soy sauce? Fifteen and a half dollars for a gallon of soy sauce. Latex paint, I guarantee you this is way more now. Sixteen and a half dollars. Red Bull energy drink, I'd guess this is more too. You want a gallon of Red Bull? Thirty bucks. $30 for that disgusting crap Red Bull. Armor all for your tires and your rubber uh, your interior on your car. You want a gallon of Armor all? $32. You want a gallon of Absolute Vodka? It's going to cost you $60. That's really good stuff. You can get the cheap stuff for less than that, but the point is the same. Looking at liquids and how much they cost per gallon as opposed to two and a half bucks for a gallon of highly engineered gasoline that Americans consume and just gobble up and 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 basically cannot get through life without. Tabasco sauce. You want a gallon of Tabasco sauce? $94. You want a gallon of Robitussin? Got the cough dude cold? A gallon of that stuff's going to cost you $109. Whiteout is what we call it. But the brand liquid paper, if you want a gallon of that, just shy of $200. You want a gallon of penicillin? $301. Patchouli oil. All the hippie dippies love some patchouli oil. You put that stuff on by the by the drop. $301 for a gallon of this stuff. And just about the end of the list here. <laughs> I don't know how you exactly measure this. But if you want a gallon of LSD, liquid LSD, it's uh, $150,000. I don't know where they get that from. A couple of these are just nonsensical. If you want Thailand Cobra Venom, it's $150,000. And if you want Scorpion Venom and you want a gallon of it, it's $38 million. Okay. Some of that's pretty silly, obviously. But the, a gallon of liquids most of the time costs a lot of money. A gallon of gas most of the time does not. It's actually one of the most inexpensive liquids you're going to buy. This is Nuka Radio 92.7, the flagship for the Stone on Air radio show later disguised as a podcast. I'm Brian. It was fun today. We'll do it again tomorrow on a Friday. Wrap up the week. Keon Rose will hang out with you for the rest of the week. The damn Braves can't beat the Blue Jays. It's annoying me. And the Hawks win over his cat or over his uh, wizards. Got to go. See you later. Bye.